Welcome to the Run for God Run Club, where you will find God in a runner's space. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club. This is your one stop each week to be motivated and inspired to get off the couch and onto the running trail where you can, in turn, inspire others to do the same. Let's learn, laugh, and leap into running together, giving God the glory for what we're able to do in His name. Amen. I am your running host, Dean Thompson. Also, welcome, Run for God founder, Mitchell Hollis. Thanks for having me, Dean. It's, uh, man, we had a cross-country race this weekend. We're, like, getting back into the real world. It finally happened. It's... I mean, I was, I was doubtful. <laughs> it was going to, actually, we were supposed to race Friday night. That's that right. That race got canceled. And we scrounged around and last minute called a race director and got in a race for Saturday morning. And man, it was it was great to be around a lot of people. It was. And to watch kids doing something they love to do and, and enjoy what they're doing and see that grind. It was sure. just, it was neat to be normal. It was. And it was fun to watch. You know, we had Harmony on last week. It's always fun to watch Harmony run. Yes. It's, uh, it's great. It's and great she, to see that, that fortitude that she has for the sport and the love for the sport. And she had a good day. She did. She ran really, really well. You know, her mom texted me the other night. She said, I'm almost in tears. She was reading the comments on the Run for God Facebook group. And people just loved her interview. And it really resonated with people. You know, there was one uh, gentleman. He's actually a, um, he works at uh, St. Jude's Hospital, Mike Powers. Yeah. And he, he was very touched and inspired by her saying that she wanted to be a, um, some kind of child is it a child therapist? Life nurse, support, or, or I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. yeah, Mike is very familiar with that field through yeah. through um, St. Jude's, and uh, yeah, we just had a lot of comments about her her story, and and her mom was just tore all to pieces reading those comments. So, <laughs> She's uh, a softie anyway. <laughs> she is. She is. Uh, that's that's great, and it's great to see Harmony, who has a, a platform because of sure. something that is. A, what most people would determine is a negative thing and she uses that negative thing to uh to bring glory to god yeah that's great to see talking about bringing glory to god i i think we did it for the i think the third or fourth year in a row at the meet this weekend this this meet is run at heritage high school Mm -hmm. uh, in ringgold georgia and i'll never forget three or four years ago just kind of it was almost organically uh right before a race uh, a young man stepped out and said, hey, I'm going to pray if any of the teams want to join me. And I was actually off. I was down at the, I think, the half-mile mark or the quarter-mile mark or something, and I looked back, and I saw this gigantic circle yep. of athletes. They form a an enormous circle. It's like two, All the like teams, 200 runners. It's, yeah, yeah. They form one big circle, and one young man gets in the middle and prays. And it was incre- it was an incredible thing to see because it was – um, it was initiated by the kids. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the coaches and the parents were all standing around, but we're, we're not inside the circle. We're not even in the circle. Yeah. Uh, we're outside watching what's happening. And I think this is the third time I've seen it this year. I don't know if it's the same gen- young man that does it. Uh, it may be. Um, but it's, man, that warms your heart to see that many kids coming together, praying before a race, holding hands and praying together, holding uh at this race it was just it was an incredible thing to say i think i took a picture of it a few years ago and yeah 
and put it out there. But it, it's it's a spectacular testimony. I it mean, is. and and for that one, of course, it's it's really a great testimony to bring all those kids together. But for so many of them to just join in and be a part of that, m- many of which I'm sure don't have any idea kind of what they're doing. Right. And what a, a great picture that is. It is. So yeah, fantastic. Elaine had a pretty good day. He did. Um, yeah. He. Uh, it was, a, it was a good first race of the season. Gives him a good starting point. And I noticed that uh, nearly everybody on every team that I saw ran slower this year in that same race than they ran last year. Yeah. And Lane was four seconds faster. And so that's a really, really good sign of, of, of things to come. It was, yeah. Still wasn't good enough for Lane. No. Uh, he's a <laughs> overachiever. But, yeah, I mean, it was a great race. He, uh, he was blessed enough to, to win it. And... Um, but yeah, it's it was a it was a fun weekend. Looking forward to weekend after next when we do it all again. Yeah, yeah. And what was great about it was there were teams that came from Atlanta that are much, much, much larger schools. Yeah. Um, with some really good athletes, yeah. some really good cross country teams, and he was still able to uh, to beat those guys. That so was good to see. Yeah. Hey, we've got this this Run Club exclusive stuff now. Uh, I was yes. The emails have gone out, and there had there's this link that people can follow to get this really really nice looking stuff. Well, you know, you you started something when you did your five minute mile. We of course we videoed that, and then we posted a picture of you and Lane uh, back a few years back when when Lane beat you for the first time, and uh, you were both wearing the Run for God Champion Systems gear. And this really didn't it really wasn't meant to be run for god gear that that gear came about as as a result of the triathlon team that we yeah. have and it's it's the company champion systems they're a global company and they make uh, triathlon uh fully sublimated gear sublimated means the ink is actually dyed like i mean the the apparel is actually dyed like that it's not printed um mm. so you don't you don't feel any paint or or screen print or anything like that and it's just really incredible gear. It, it's not cheap, um, but you're not going to go out and buy 10 of these things. And uh, so we posted a picture of you and Lane wearing the Run for God singlets. And almost immediately, people started. Uh, Mike Powers, we just mentioned him, emailed me, or I think he emailed me, or maybe he messaged me and said, hey, where, when can we get our hands on this gear? <laughs> um, so it's kind, of, it's kind of strange how you have to do it. We, we open up a store on Champion Systems. We actually have nothing to do. Uh, I mean, it's our brand on the apparel, but we actually have nothing to do with this process. We just we open a store on Champion Systems, and you go online and, and you buy the apparel through Champion Systems. You pay them, so we're we're really not even in the loop. Um, but it is it's it's great looking gear. So we we opened up the store for all the running apparel. Uh, you can go on there, and we've opened it up to our Run Club members. Um, so Run Club members only. Run right? Club members only. Yes. Yeah. So we this is exclusively. Uh, exclusive apparel for Run Club, and uh, so that's just another reason to join Run Club. But right. it's uh, it's great looking gear. Lane was actually glad we opened it back up because the shirt that he was wearing in that picture looks like a, a little a little skin suit on him now. <laughs> uh, so he can't even wear that that singlet that he had back then. But yeah, it's just it's great. We always get compliments on that gear when we're at races because it is such high quality. Like I yeah. said, it is not cheap you don't want to go buy 10 of these things or you might i don't know um but it's 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 that it's that race singlet that you want or that that training singlet that 
you wear for special occasions or things like that. It's just really good, high-quality stuff. So, yeah, if you're not a member of Run Club and, and you see that um, and you want it, yeah, join Run Club. You'll get the links to where it's at and how you can order it. And uh, But, yeah, you have to order it, and then the store will close at the end of September. And then at that point, they'll actually put everything into production. So it's not like you order it today and you get it tomorrow. Yeah, It's a, it's a little bit of a... Of a t- because it's all custom made it's right. all custom made to the order so it's which is why it's stuff. expensive too it I is. Mean, it's, it's good quality material as well and then on top of that it's right. a process yeah, we're not buying 500 of these at a time people yeah. are you know you're going on and ordering it for yourself from champion systems website and and they're making it to order yeah uh, it's more like a boutique but it's it's very high quality stuff so go yeah. check it out yeah yeah and i love mine i mean that's the only time i wear anything else when i'm racing is if I'm representing somebody else. So like right. at once a year I go and I do this national championship thing. I represent Chattanooga Track Club and so I wear the Chattanooga Track Club singlet. But other than that, I always wear my Run for God singlet. Right. Um, but I usually, a lot of times, I'll wear shorts that say Run for God on them at the yeah. national championship. And we've got <laughs> shorts on there too. That's right. The running shorts. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So check, check it out. out. Check it out. Uh, let's take a break. If your teen is into rock and metal music that makes your ears bleed and your grandmother clutch her pearls, we can help. If your spouse yearns for music from the old days and wants to relive the music of their glory years, we can handle that. If you need a break from the day to spend time with God and recognize His goodness, we'd love to be a part of that. Whether it's rock and metal, classic songs from decades past, or heartfelt worship music, J Radio has you covered. Sign up for an account at jradio.com and download the app in your app store to start listening for free today. J Radio, have you signed up? I know that we have a lot of Run Club members who are interested in J Radio and have become a part of J Radio, and J Radio is getting big quick from what I understand. Yeah, when we came in, we were just talking to Brett, who is one of the guys that's that's um, kind of heading that project up, him and Jared, and he said they had 1,000 members the first day yeah, that they yeah. released it. So, wow, it's it's uh, – but, yeah, it's great. I think you're actually doing a – we're doing a, a run club playlist, which is a compilation of what everybody's you're you're out there getting songs right now, suggestions. Yeah. And uh so that'd be pretty cool to see. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, so if uh by the time you listen to this that may be closed up. Right. But uh if you've got ideas on playlists for things, then then let us know about that because we can have as many playlists as we want. Sure. So uh that'd if you're cool. just you're just dead set on having you know dean's dean's playlist you know well we've got a dean's playlist but we'll have another playlist mine's not up yet but mine's gonna be it's gonna have some southern gospel all right sorry if you don't like southern gospel don't listen to my playlist i like to listen to a variety (laughs) of stuff so i'll be i'll be happy to listen to that and lane's playlist yeah so uh, and mine is completely different than both of those i'm sure yeah you know we were getting out of the car yesterday or Lane was walking by my truck, and I was listening to one of the, I think one of the most recent podcasts, and he heard you and I talking, and he heard me say I haven't quite warmed up to Lane's playlist yet. He said, you know mine's the best on there. (laughs) Of course. Coming from a (laughs) 17-year-old. But, yeah, some people may like it. I'm not there yet. 
Well, again, we're sponsored by J Radio. We're here in their studios, and we so much appreciate all that they do to make this this podcast and video possible. And so support them, and you're supporting Run for God when you support J Radio. Um, don't forget that you can send messages. If you've got things that you see that we're doing from a podcast standpoint, things that we topics that we talk about, anything at all, you've got questions. Maybe they're training-related questions. Whatever you've got. Uh, you can send those messages to me at dean at runforgod.com. If you are listening to this podcast and you're not a part of Run Club, you're missing out on a significant portion of what you could have available to you. So uh, if you go to runforgod.com or runforgodrunclub.com, you can find out more about that and about what Run Club is about. Run Club is here exclusively to try to promote the gospel through running and to encourage people who have a difficult time sometimes getting out the door and motivate folks to do that. And we Mm -hmm. do that together. And that's what's fun about it is we've got a Facebook page. It's very active. And we all kind of – we interact with each other and support each other. And when somebody does something great, we all cheer together. So, and if you go and you sign up today uh, or after listening to this podcast and you type in the code PODCAST – you'll get 30 days free. So all you got to do is go to Run For God Run Club, type in podcast, and you get 30 days without being charged anything. I mean, it's still 27 cents a day. I mean, come on. Yeah. Anybody can afford that just about. Um, But we'll give you 30 days free just just by using the code podcast. You hear that, folks? That's that's free 90 free. Free 90 free. So (laughs) I've got a question for Dean. You don't even know this question's coming. So I have a, a... Holly and I have a little piece of property that um, we have just down the road, and uh, we we deer hunt. We have a lot of turkey and deer, and my youngest son is is the hunter, and uh, so we're trying to get it ready for we're going to plant uh, clover on it this fall. And where we I live, got a whole bunch in my yard you can have. Well, bring it on. <laughs> but in in the area of the country we live in, the southeast, the you have to use lime uh, when when you're planting something, and so the guy showed up yesterday uh, with the big lime truck, and he's going to be spreading it. And I said, explain lime to me. I, I don't really understand exactly what it is. I, I like to be educated on things like this. And he said, well, he said, this is, it's the powder from limestone. You know, we have a rock quarry uh, in Dalton. There's a lot of rock quarries around here. And he said, it's, it's just the powder um, from limestone. And so when you see like a gravel driveway, it's the powder from that. It's lime. I thought it was something other than that. And he said, basically, he said the soils are very acidic around here, and you put the lime on it because it's a base, so it neutralizes that acidity or however you say that, and it brings the pH up. Yeah. You know? And so he said, basically, when you when you eat a Tums, you're eating lime. He said, all that is is basically lime that they put peppermint or some kind of flavor in because it 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 neutralizes the acid in your stomach. Huh. And so I've never thought about we're eating limestone when you eat a tum. So my question is when you're out for a run and your stomach gets upset, can you pick up a gravel and just put it in your mouth and suck on it? I don't know. That I but I'll try it. Actually yeah. Holly brought that up last night. She said I wonder if you could actually do that. That's interesting. And you know what? Um, I'll, I'll try just about anything. 
And uh, I don't know. We'll have to see. So we're not encouraging people to pick up gravel and eat it. No, let's be clear about that. But it, it makes sense that that would actually, you could save money on Tums and yeah. just suck on a piece of gravel. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know why I brought that up this morning, but I, I was thinking about that this morning. I don't know either. <laughs> but I will say this. My, this plant-based diet mm-hmm. that I've been on now for a few months, ever since we had Spider in here and talked mm-hmm. with Spider, he talked me into it. And now I'm just kind of hooked on the whole thing. Um, but it leaves my stomach a little funky from time to time. Really? So, um, yeah, just yeah. Well, just, you may need to pick up some gravel. May, and maybe a, maybe some gravel will fix that problem. Sure, that would be interesting to find out. Okay, now we can move on. <laughs> hey, don't forget, we'd love to hear your story, and uh, we want to hear your story. And you can go to runforgod.com or runforgodrunclub.com and submit your story. We would love to hear your story, and if you're part of Run Club, mm-hmm. we're going to put you at the front of the line. So if you send in your story now, we have stories that we've got that we've had for for a little while that we can share but we'd we'd just as soon share somebody who's right now in the middle of run club so if if you've got a story and we all do and we're going to talk about that a little bit here in a while um share it with us so we can share it with others um so let me ask this question does the devil whisper in your ear and are you tired of the lies he tells every day every day every day he whispers in my ear, um, and my prayer is that I'll tune that out. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's something we all struggle with, and it sounds like uh, Michael here, he's got a great story for us about that. Michael Watson from Greencastle, Pennsylvania, has written a story called Overcoming the Lies. For 40 years, I believed the lies of the enemy that I wasn't worthy. I tried to do things on my own. I didn't pay much attention, if any, to God, and I made some bad choices. That's what the enemy wants. He wants you to place your focus elsewhere. Even after I was saved, involved in church, leading a group, I struggled with guilt and grace. The devil continued to sprinkle lies into my mind, that sins of my past were unforgivable and that I can't really change who I am. So I did what I felt natural what I did for 40 years. I tried to get by on my own. I pushed people away and I read the Bible less. I sometimes drank, not excessively, but just enough to numb the feelings and forget about the guilt. And I lost sight of my walk with Christ. The devil uses us against ourselves. He knows the buttons to push to pull us away. Then God gave me a gift, a panic attack. I didn't view it as a gift at the time. It was a slap in the face, a pull-yourself-together man that I needed at that moment. I know now that it was a gift from God. It forced a shift in my mindset, and it led me back to the path God wants for me. God uses even our weakest moments to change and shape us and to help us see ourselves in the way that he sees us. I've learned a lot about my walk with Christ from endurance events. I know I won't start out as fast as the others, and I know at some point it's going to get really hard. I know it's going to hurt, and I'm going to question my preparation and why I'm even competing. I'll even doubt if I can finish. I've learned to accept the difficulties and understand that it doesn't matter how you begin the race. What matters is how you finish. It's okay to struggle until you find the right pace. As a matter of fact, You should expect it. 
The goal is to stay focused on the task and to finish strong. The transgressions of my first 40 years don't matter. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. That's 2 Corinthians 5.17, the New Living Translation. I finally believe that, and you should too. The sins of our past have been wiped clean. We have been purified and made new. Don't underestimate the power of the testimony God is working through you and your loved one's lives. Even in our darkest hours, God is working to change us. Your testimony is going to change someone's life. It might not be tomorrow. It might not be next year. It might not be for another 10 years. Or maybe it already has. Hmm. That's a great story, Michael. You know what really stuck out to me is, is that part right at the end saying, your testimony is going to change someone's life. You know, what? The, the, probably the biggest thing the devil does to us is he makes us think that whatever we're going through, that we're the only one that's ever dealt with that. Mm-hmm. And he, he tries to shame us into silence. Yeah. And Michael's story is, is dead on, is when we're in it, we should talk about it. When we're beyond it, we should talk about it because there's always other people who are going through the same exact thing we are. You know, I've dealt with this in the past. Mm. And, you know, whether it's doubt or it's shame or it's um, whatever it is, there's always somebody going through that, and we have to to reach out to those closest to us. You don't want to just go out and broadcast it on social media or whatever. That's probably not the right thing to do. Uh, but that's why it's important to surround yourself with people who you can trust. You know, those those two or three friends that you can tell anything to. Uh, you and I have had some discussions like that. Yep. And it, and I tell my wife, I talk to my wife about things that, that I'm really struggling with, and I always say it always makes me feel better when I talk about it. Yeah. Um, because it just, it kind of, sh- it, it, it puts light on it. Yeah. And when, when there's light, darkness flees. Yeah. And the devil wants us in darkness. And, Michael, that's a great story. I mean, it just, it really convicted my heart just hearing Dean read it. It's the second time I've heard it now. And, um, man, it's such a, it's, He's on point there. Yeah, he is. And one of the, the phrases that he uses in there that I think is really important is this phrase of, he knows the buttons to push. Mm-hmm. And man, he does. And, and we've he, all got different buttons. We do. Every one of us has a different button. Yeah. And Yours are different than mine, and mine are different than my wife's. And, and the things that bother me don't bother her and vice versa, but he knows the devil. He does. Knows where to push. He knows where we struggle. And we have to expect that he's going to push those buttons because he is. He is going to push those buttons. And and you're right. There's a lot of folks out there who have a story and stories that would help other people Mm -hmm. that they don't share because maybe maybe it is shame. Maybe it's, well, you know, this is a a thing I went through, but, you know, I'm over it. I'm done. But you can still use that. We just talked about Harmony and how Mm -hmm. Harmony has this, this situation that she can use. Mm-hmm. And she is going to use, and she does use. And she could take that situation and think it as a negative mm-hmm. and just drown in self-pity, but she chooses not to do that. She chooses to put light on it and share it with the world and use it to elevate her platform in a way that people see Christ through what many would see as a bad thing. Yeah. Um, she uses it to show people to lead people to Christ. Well, and I'm going to remember her answer to one question in particular last week that I really, really enjoyed, and it was when I asked her 
uh, about being adopted. Mm-hmm. How did she feel about being adopted? And I can't hardly say it without tearing up. And she said, it makes me special. Right. And I thought, man, that is it such a great cool. perspective. She it makes me cool. That. Yeah, it makes, it makes me, me cool. Special. It makes me cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just, uh, yeah, that's such a great perspective. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we lose, we lose perspective by going, oh, woe is me. You know, my mother didn't want me, and I was adopted, and I lived such a terrible life. And, and yeah, are there obstacles? Yeah, there's obstacles. There's, mm-hmm. th- there's some things that Harmony has had to overcome. I'm absolutely certain of it. But she chooses to look at that positive side of it. And she wouldn't change it. And she wouldn't change it. Yeah. 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 We have some scripture passages here that he shares with us. Ephesians six twelve. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. <laughs> we you, think the battle's in our mind. You, or we, th- think, we think the battle is, is, is on the field, I guess. But we it, think it's other people. Yeah, well, yeah. And it's, it's so hard. Um, that's so hard to remember nowadays with all the uh, nonsense out there that's being taught. You know, it's... Like I said, it's easy to get upset with people. You know, there there are days where I, I really get upset with where I perceive that our country is going. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I perceive that our country was founded on Christian principles. And I feel like there are days when that's just being yanked right out from under us. And it's so easy to get upset with a person or a party or a political statement or whatever it is. And we've talked about this before. That's just, we have to understand that that's just ignorance. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't say that in a crude way. Ignorance is just a lack of knowledge. Right. And when people come up to us and they're trying to persecute us or make fun of us for our faith, it's so easy just to want to retaliate and get back at that person. Mm-hmm. But we have to understand, it's what this verse says. That's, that's not them doing that. It is, physically. It's it's a it's a body saying whatever they're saying to us, but we 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 said it. We've got to know the players involved. Yeah, and that's not God. Yep. And so anything other than God is just it's ignorance because they just don't know. Yep. They're They're in darkness, and we need to be the light. We don't need to retaliate. We don't need to get back. We don't need to get frustrated or mad or stressed or, you know. Sometimes my wife says, "Turn." the news off yeah, and she's right sometimes we just need to tune it out we need to be educated and and engaged but sometimes we need to to tune out all the noise because you know a lot of times the media sadly enough both sides are, are there to keep us stirred up and angry because they know that that's yeah. that's clicks or that's views or that's ratings or whatever and, uh, well, and the key behind this thing, I think, is this, is that there is a deliberate attempt to, uh, to, to get into our mind and make us think bad things sure. and make us retaliate. But that deliberate attempt is not from the person right. that did it. It's from the evil one who put that thought in their mind. Like, he knows that button to push for them, too, not just us, but right. for everybody else around us. Yeah, I mean, we, we get pulled down into the weeds and we're down in the high grass and we're just we're fighting and getting frustrated with people and and the things they say and the things they do when if we'll just get up above it you know from a 30,000 foot view God has an eternal view way higher than that but if we'll just try to get above the fray and above the noise 
then it's obvious to see. Yeah. But but society wants us to pull us down into it mm-hmm. and make us part of it. Yeah. And we've got to learn. We've got to understand Ephesians six twelve here that it's it's not those people we're fighting against. Yeah. It's much bigger than that. You know, That's I, right. You know, I was talking to a gentleman the other day about we were talking about the coronavirus and you know you, everybody's on different sides and I understand that. But he said there's something much bigger going on here and he's right. Yeah. He's absolutely right. Next year it's not going to be corona. It's going to be something else. Yep. And the next year it's going to be something else. And it's going to be that way until Jesus splits the eastern sky. That's right. And we've got to maintain that 30,000-foot view and know that we're not fighting against what the media wants us to fight against. That's right. Yep. First Peter 5, 8, he says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. That is such a poignant verse, and, and one that we've probably all heard. Um, Satan's out there trying to make our lives as miserable as he can. Yeah. And Bottom line. you always talk about reading the verses before and after. Yeah. Yeah. Before and after that verse, God tells us to be humble. And in fact, before it, it says God resists the proud. And in verse five, it says God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And then it goes into this verse of being sober, be vigilant. But it's 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 preceded by be humble. Um, and we have to humble ourselves in every situation before we start to say I or me or this is my right or that's my we've got to humble ourselves and and know that the devil's out there trying to kill us yeah and uh, yeah you know one of the things that I thought about and I, I've read this verse countless times i have no idea how many times i've read this verse but i've read it a lot and i never i never really noticed this before but he talks about in there the roaring lion mm-hmm. well what 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 does that mean roaring lion it means it's loud. loud it means we can see it coming mm-hmm. if we're listening for it mm-hmm. but so often i think like society today we've got these earplugs in our ears we never hear the roaring line right but if we're if we're part of what christ is having us to do we're going to hear that roaring line right yeah, you know, we talk to the kids about, we talk to them a lot about confidence mm. and cockiness. Two and, different things. And one of them has humbleness in it, and one of them doesn't. And I think that's what the the verses preceding First uh, Peter 5, 8 are talking about, that if we go to it, into it with cockiness and an arrogance to us, then we're going to get devoured yep. by that line. Yep. Absolutely. But if we go through with confidence, confidence is us putting our hope in something else. We're mm-hmm. confident in who's standing behind us, and that's Jesus Christ. Um, then, then His word is true. His word yep. is true. We can we can do anything when we're putting our faith in Him. But cockiness says it's all about us. We can handle this. Yep. Well, we can't handle anything. Yeah, that's right. Um, in the spiritual realm, unless we've got God on our side and we're, put, we're putting our faith in Him. And I, I just think it's a it's a great verse for the time that we're in. Yeah, yeah. I think about David when I think about that and his his confidence was in what he knew he could do, mm-hmm. but it was in what he knew he could do through Christ right. and through through what God had given him the ability because to do. Because what what happened every time David tried to fix things himself? Yeah, didn't didn't go well. Didn't go well for didn't him. Didn't go well. That's right. 
Uh, Revelation 12.10, Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before our God day and night, has been cast down. Hmm. We know who wins in the end. We do. (laughs) Yeah, you know, going a little bit further, it says, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you having great wrath because he knows that he has a short time. So the devil knows that his days are numbered. And so what what do people do when they get in panic mode and they know something's about to end? They, they try to cause all the trouble they can. Get as much out of it they can. And this is God saying, watch out. The devil's there. He's down there with you right now. Watch out. And he says, woe to the earth. I think about it like, you know, if if I were walking into some high weeds and somebody said, watch out, there's a snake right up there. Well, do you think I would just keep walking that direction? (laughs) No, I would do everything I could to get around that. We we need to do every, we have so many warnings in this text. Yeah. And so many times we just keep walking straight. (laughs) And... uh, Step on the snake and get him angry. nobody's fault but our own. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, look, heed the warnings here. I mean, Revelation is full of warnings, uh, but it's up to us to to heed those or not. Yep, yep, absolutely. He has a few questions here. Question one is, what lies does the enemy try to accuse you of? Um, I think for me it's so many times he puts the – he tries to put the doubt in my head that if you're really a child of God, then he would be making your path more clear. Yeah. You know, we talk about this a lot. Yeah. And I use the illustration of a sidewalk. I think with this, the Run for God ministry itself, I feel like God's, God's plan for us is very clear. We know the end game. We know that he's using this ministry to reach a lost and dying world through the sport of running. We know that that's our mission field. But so many times there's this, there's this path leading to that end goal, and sometimes that path is dark. Yeah. And he's got the light right in front of us on. And I pray all the time, God, light, light the other lights up. And I think the devil will try to tempt us sometime to go down the, the path of thinking, well, he's not lighting up any more lights, so he's done. But that's not true. Yeah. We we can see the end light. We can yep. see that one way down there. Yeah. But so many times he he doesn't turn on the next light. So what should we do? We should go back to the last one he turned on and work right there. Which yep. is what we do. You know, we've always said God has never given us that full sidewalk full of lights <laughs> in this ministry. He just hasn't. I don't know why I wish he would. But there's a reason he doesn't. And so we're gonna continue to work in work in the life that's right around us. Yeah. And that's where I struggle. Yeah. Well, I know I know this may be a surprise to a lot of folks, but um, the devil really works on my mind as far as what people think about me. And I think it's because I've, I've got a past of uh, times where I've gotten angry mm-hmm. and I've lashed out and I've said, done things I'm not real proud of. And I'm really passionate about things. Mm-hmm. And when I know I'm right about something – then that passion gets way out of control sometimes or has in my past. 
and for that i have destroyed relationships with people because it's like well i know i'm right and so as long as i'm right and i feel like i'm right and i'm passionate about the direction i'm headed i don't care what you think mm-hmm. you know and and because of those relationships now i'm so careful and i'm so worried that i'm going to go back there right and the truth is is god's done a great work in me in in avoiding a lot of that but every once in a while i still I still struggle and with that. And you've even gone back to some of those people. I know we And I have. We've talked about that before. Yes. And, and uh it's just it's it's just a, it, that's how he, that's how he works into my mind. He works into my mind going, "Yeah, you know what? They they think you're crazy." You yeah. know, and I'm like, "Well, God, why do they think I'm crazy?" It's not it's not a message from God. But it's yeah. like that's what that's what gets in my head. And see, that's such a good example of how we're all different. Because my wife tells me all the time, you don't care what people think about you, do you? I said, yeah. no, I, I really don't. I don't struggle with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm comfortable in whatever scenario. You know, we went to a a dinner this past Friday night, and it was it was supposed to be kind of nice. And and I come out with shorts on. Yeah. <laughs> and Holly's like, are you, are you going to wear that? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to wear this. Uh, Holly's just like you. She's always worried about what others are thinking. And, and that, that has its good qualities but it can also have its bad qualities yeah and not caring what people think has its good qualities but it also has its bad qualities. Yeah. you know if there's kind of a an unsaid dress code and here comes the run for god guy in a pair of shorts um that could be bad you know <laughs> i went and changed <laughs> but uh but yeah i mean we well, all struggle with something Yep, we do. We do. And there's something out there that anybody listening to this, there's something that you struggle with that's different than either one of those things. And, sure. Um, so just know there's somebody out there in the same the, the same struggle as you have. Mm-hmm. And then the second question, what strategies will you employ in the future to battle against these lies? And I think about this one. One of the areas where I, I, I struggle sometimes is in social media. Mm-hmm. where somebody posts something and what they posted is just a blatant absolutely not true thing mm-hmm. and it bothers me mm-hmm. I, I, one of the things that i've my sunday school class we've talked about over and over and over again is how important truth is and there is only one truth right. regardless of what anybody out there says i don't i don't like the words my truth mm-hmm. there is no such thing as my truth it's either truth or it's not truth right. and the truth can be found in that book right there exactly and that's it period End of story. Um, but sometimes I get that passion that I have makes me want to comment on something, and then it es- escalates. And so for me, if I want a strategy to battle against that, don't comment on social media. <laughs> Do not comment on social media. Yeah, and see, there again, <laughs> we're so different because I, I don't even I don't, I, I don't think I've ever posted a political anything on social media because I just I – just, I guess I think they're wrong, and I know they're wrong, so I'll just keep going. Um, for me, you know, it says, what, what strategies will you employ? Mine is is going back to the last streetlight. Yeah. Going back to the last time that I saw God work, or I know that God spoke to me, and staying there. But gosh, that is so hard to do. You know, especially for people like you and I. We're doers. You know, we're not waiters. We're not, we're not, we have very little patience between the two of us. Um <laughs> And so that is very, very hard, and the devil knows that. And the mm-hmm. devil will test my patience mm-hmm. um, through all kinds of scenarios. And I have to, 
I have to see that for what it is. I have to understand that it's not that person who's testing me. It's it's either a, it's either a tempt from the devil, or it's a test from God. And we've talked about how those yeah. can look very similar at times. But I have to see that for what it is. Yeah. And not see the person that is either posting that or saying that or trying to get me to do something or testing my patience. Whatever it is, I have to understand that those are either temptations or they're tests. And no matter which one, I've got to pass it. Yep. And the lack of patience makes it even harder. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Question three, what is your testimony and who can you share it with? Well, I think our testimony is we're a child of God. Yeah. And that's going to land us eternity in heaven with him. Um, that For everybody, that comes in all different forms. Yeah. You know, the path to get to the testimony, the path to get to salvation is different for everybody, but the path forward from salvation is the same. Yeah. Um, and that's there's a huge amount of comfort in that. There is. Um, and But the biggest thing is, just like we talked about a while ago, is, is sharing it. Yep. Don't be afraid. No matter how rotten your past is, that can now be used for good. Yeah. Everything rotten can be used as fertilizer. Yep, absolutely. And we need to understand that, and we don't need to be ashamed of our past. Just like you, you talked about your struggle with lashing out in the past well there is somebody listening to this podcast who deals with that same as that thing but you've got it under control now and people need to hear that because so many people out there think i'm the only one that deals with this yep and or there's nothing i can do about it i, I can't i can't really change that because that's who i am right yeah and that is that old adage is so oh i use that for a lot of years i mean like i said and i, I said it i said it this time i'm passionate well, being passionate's a good thing, right? Right. So that's the way I explained it away is I'm just passionate. Right. And I can't help it because I'm passionate. You know, if you don't like the fact I'm passionate, then I'm sorry, but I'm passionate. Right. You know, it's like, that's not a good excuse. And some people would say, no, that's not passion. You're a jerk. <laughs> and sometimes we need to hear that. That's right. We exactly. need to hear you're, exactly you're right. a jerk. And yeah. that sometimes it takes that, yeah. that uh, voice of just like H.R. Poe yeah. when he that's said, don't let this become your God. Man, that offended me so bad. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we need to be offended. Yep. And because that's how God speaks to us. Yep. Yep. And uh, yeah, great set of questions there. Michael. Yeah, Michael did such a great job of sharing his heart and his struggles. And um, maybe you're out there and you've got some struggles and you'd like to share with us. We'd love to hear them. Um, and somebody else out there can be touched by them. So mm-hmm. just like we said, so. Um, make sure you, you share. Now go out there and check out the Big Share app. There is power in people's stories. It's a challenging time. What do you do when everything you believe about God is being tested and God doesn't look like the good father that he says he does? You've got layers and layers and layers of hate in your heart. It it takes God to clean it out. Your story can help encourage others around the country, just like these stories have. You can walk through a simple process of sharing your story with the Big Share app. Download the Big Share app in your app store to start sharing hope with others. You know, we try to stay away from politics and the things that we talk about because politics is just, you know, it's just a landmine. 
you know. So, <laughs> sure. so we try to stay away from it. W- w- with everything going on in our country right now, I was reminded of something this past week, and it's a documentary, and it's a movie called Monumental. And it's, it was done, Kirk Cameron is kind of the moderator, the, the guy who kind of hosts and asks the questions, and it's, it's an eye-opening experience to watch this movie monumental if you have not seen monumental i would and you you have questions about the founding of our country and the pilgrims who came here to start um, a whole new life in a whole different land this you won't find better information anywhere from a biblical perspective there is an 80 81 foot tall granite monument in plymouth massachusetts and nobody knows it's there. Hmm. And it's it's fascinating because the monument is you can see it's been it's not been kept up as well as it should. Now it's still in decent shape. Um, it is granite. Um, but you know there's, there's like bird stuff all over it and you know it's just they, they, there isn't a daily cleaning schedule and it's just not it's not like the Washington Monument or mm-hmm. the Lincoln Memorial or you know the Jefferson Memorial. It's it's out in the middle of a neighborhood. You have to know where it is <laughs> and Google it and go find it. Hmm. Um, but it is so interesting. It is a monument to the first settlers in this country, and it's a road map for how this country was started. So here's kind of how that whole thing lays out. Um, there is a central figure in the center of this monument, and then there's um, four other figures around the monument and the central figure is faith and faith is a central figure because and the faith is is is, has a bible and um the whole idea is that that's the center of everything everything that we do the people who came here originally came here because of their faith and because they wanted to be free to worship the way that they felt like they needed to worship Um, so that's the foundation of the entire thing then you walk around and you see one for morality. Um, morality comes straight out of the Bible. I don't know if we've talked about this on here before, but morality, um, if, I, I, if you don't have a biblical grounding, then what is morality? It's just whatever you think it is. In order to have a, a grounding of, of moral belief, it has to be based on something. Mm-hmm. And for us, it's the Bible. Um, And that shows that very clearly. There are scriptures all around this monument. And then there's another figure there, and it represents the law. And it talks about how the law begins with the Bible. The law was given to Moses. And so that is is our founding again. Um, The Old Testament proves the law and then God's blessings, they go together. Um, You read the Old Testament, you see that over and over again. Um, education is the next one, and it's they talk about how education was an important build, building block. And he talks in this movie, and I don't know that most people. I bet I bet almost nobody knows this, but I don't remember the numbers. But it's like like ninety seven of the first one hundred colleges and universities in the United States that were formed in the United States were formed by Christian organizations mm-hmm. for Christian purposes. Right. Um, Harvard University was formed as a christian university to educate people to be pastors that's why harvard is there 
and to all the Ivy League schools were all Christian-based organizations. You wouldn't know that today. They've lost their way. They have lost their way. Uh, and then the last one is liberty. Um, Christ came to set us free, and liberty is the result of salvation. And so it represents this whole idea that we are free people, and we are free because of Christ, not not in spite of, not besides Christ, but because of Christ, and that um, it was important for them to come to this land to be in a place where they were free to have liberty, because where they came from, they didn't have liberty. They had oppression. They had people all the time trying to guide them, and you see at the risk of getting into an area that's a little sensitive, we see some of that today. We mm-hmm. see people trying to control our lives and trying to keep us under their thumb to, to do the things they think we should do. And, and, yeah, I go back to what you said just a few minutes ago. Society is trying to make us believe that there is no absolute truth. Mm-hmm. It's it's not my truth and your truth like we hear a lot of times. There's there is only truth, and no matter how hard you try to get away from it, no matter how run down you let these monuments get, there's still evidence of av- absolute truth in everything we do. You know, I, when you were saying all this, I was thinking about I talk about that I listened to um, Unashamed, the podcast, mm-hmm. the the Robertson brothers and dad and Phil Robertson, who was a who is a pastor, um, he's just very to the point when it comes to the gospel. You know, he, he loves to ask people, you know, who will try to debate with him about Christianity and is there God and, and all these type of things. He'll say, what year is it? And they'll kind of look at him funny. And he'll say, what year is it? And they'll say, oh, it's 2020. Well, it's 2020 from what? And, and these people will have this look on their face and even even the way we tell time yep. is based on 2020 this is 2020 years from the birth of Christ and we all acknowledge that because we use that as our date but yeah i wonder how long it's going to be before somebody tries to start challenging that challenging that saying yeah. we should use a different system or something like that but yeah yeah, I mean, it is. I'm going to go watch this documentary. I knew nothing about it until... Well, I've got a copy of the video. Don't go buy it. I'll, okay. I'll let you borrow mine. I've um, actually got a study guide that goes with it. It makes it more, even more interesting. And that's why, that's why you know, there, there's so many groups out there trying to erase history. Yeah. And we have some major black eyes in our history as we a country. We do, yep. But if you erase it, you're destined to relive it. Yeah. And if, if you don't erase it, you can learn from it. You can you always have to learn from history. You know, the only way that I know not to stick a paperclip in a receptacle outlet <laughs> is because I have a history of doing that when I was six years old. <laughs> and I know don't do that again. Should I erase that from my mind? Should I erase that from my past? No, because guess what Mitchell will do? I'll say, hmm, I wonder what will happen if I put this paperclip in that receptacle. Yeah. We can't erase history and and just so you know for me it was sticking the other end of an of a, a uh, extension cord in my mouth so so <laughs> or knowing that the handle of a cast iron skillet it gets hot too hot. <laughs> yeah. and uh 
So, yeah, I think we, we'll probably stop it about right there. Well, the truth is, and here's what I think is interesting, is that, that when you really, really look at the history of our country and, and with all of its black eyes, you'll see that most of the black eyes in this country were removed by Christianity. They were removed by people of faith. If you'll look at slavery and why slavery went away, it has a lot to do with the push from Christians. Right. And so anybody who says otherwise is just, they either don't know, it goes back to the ignorance that you talked about before, they may not know, and they may be told something else. But the truth is that Christianity has led the way to a number of great things through our country. Yeah, and I, I always say you, there's very few things you can take at face value. And even if you're listening to this podcast, go check. Yeah. Go go, go read up on this granite monument in Plymouth, Massachusetts. I'm going to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get this documentary. I'm going to – not that I don't believe what you say, Dean, but I need to check it for myself. Absolutely. Don't, don't believe what somebody says about the Bible just because they say it. You know, my pastor is very good about saying this. Go mm-hmm. check it. Mm-hmm. Go check me, and don't check one source. Right, right. There's yeah. Check, check or, multiple or, sources, or check the only source. Yeah, yeah. That's you know, right. What does it say? Yeah, uh, because this is the oldest, or not the oldest, but the the number one best selling book of all time. We can believe it. It's been put through the fire, and it's tested, and it's tried, and it's true, and it's truth. And we can believe what's in this book. What's amazing to me, and and this is another thing you can go research, but there have been a number of times in, in history where people have said, "Well, that's poppycock." what it says in the Bible, and then we find some archaeological discovery that confirms that what's in the Bible is accurate. That still happens today. And so this whole idea when people say, well, you know, the Bible, this this hasn't happened, or we haven't found evidence for this or whatever, just wait. It's coming. You know, I've never heard the word poppycock. Have you not? I've never heard that word. (laughs) kind of caught me off guard when you said that. (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) So yeah, we'll stop about right there. Yeah. You know, that's that's walking up as close to that line as we want to walk today. Um, but yeah, it's good stuff. It's it's stuff we do need to talk about. Yeah, it, absolutely. It um, and be grounded in reality. Hey, it's time for Dean's thoughts, and that's a time when I share something that I've written about the intersection between running and faith. And this week, my story is the wider view. A couple of years ago, I was having trouble with the left side of my body from my lower back all the way down to my knee. I was doing a lot of massaging, stretching, icing, and anything else I could think of to do. I would work to get it released, and it would feel better for a few days, and then it would go right back to where it was before. If I was out on a run, I could stop and stretch, and it would feel better for about a half a mile, and then it would return. Not long ago, I was looking for my phone. I thought I had remembered where I'd left it, but it was not there. I retraced my steps and checked the last few places I had been since the last time I remembered seeing it. Nope. I checked all those areas a second time. Still no phone. Finally, on the third attempt, I lifted up a sheet of paper that was laying exactly where I thought I had left my phone. Guess what I found? I had put it down exactly where I thought I had laid it. I was looking so intently for the phone, I didn't think to look under the paper. So what do these two things have in common? In both cases, my focus was too narrow. We often can't see things we need to see when we're focused on something else. In the case of the left side tightness, I went to a therapeutic massage specialist, and without even putting her hands on me, she saw the problem. Why? Because she was looking wider. 
I was focused on what hurt. To me, the problem was in my back and on my left side. But that is not where the root of the problem was. It turned out that my problem was in my lower abs, psoas, and my iliacus muscle. That's a fun word, right? Mm -hmm. The problem was in the front, and I wasn't looking there. In the case of the phone, I was looking so intently for the size, shape, and color of my phone, everything else got in the way. Since my view was obstructed, I didn't see it, even though I knew exactly where it was. A study was done one time with a video of six people passing a basketball among themselves. In the instructions, you're told to count the number of times the three people in white shirts pass the basketball. While counting the number of times the ball is passed, a man in a gorilla suit walks right into the middle of the scene, pounds his chest, and then walks out the other side of the scene. It is in no way subtle. When you know it's there, you can't help but see it. However, Half the people who watch this video do not see the gorilla. It is amazing. We only see where we are focused. If our attention is too narrow, we can miss everything surrounding that point. Many times, the important things are outside our area of concentration. If you're having difficulty with an injury, a relationship, a job, or anything else, it might behoove you to take a wider view and see if the root of the problem is around the edges. You may also want to remove anything blocking your sight, like pre preconceived notions of a situation or the motive, either yours or those whom you are, interact. Everyone has heard Matthew 7, 3. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? We are all guilty of looking past something to see what we want to see. In a political season, it's in the news every day. We could use a little grace, don't you think? But it's more than that. God is trying to show us who he is every day. Are we missing it? Are we looking past the blessing that is right in front of our eyes? Are we missing cues to serve him? It's easy to get busy and hyper-focused on what we have to do, but sometimes we need to take a wider view and see the entire picture. God may be sending a gorilla our way, but we're too busy counting passes to see it. I hope you can see God's gorilla today. That's a, that's a, that's a great writing, Dean. Uh, <laughs> I have seen that gorilla video. Have you? I was one of those people. I did not see that gorilla. Yeah. And isn't that amazing? It really is astounding. Did and you it, see it? Yeah. Well, I never. I didn't look at it without knowing you saw it the gorilla the was there. Yeah. Yes. I have. Yeah. I think it was. Um, my son used to watch a show on TV called Brain Games. Yes. And I think it was on there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sitting there counting the baskets, and I was so excited when they got done. I'm like, they had 14 or whatever it was. And then the guy said, come on, and he says, but did you see the gorilla? And I didn't believe him because he showed a video <laughs> showing the gorilla going by. So I rewound the video because I'm like, that wasn't really in there. So I rewound it. You know, DVR nowadays, we can check them. <laughs> yeah. And sure enough, there was the gorilla. And you completely missed it. Never saw him. Yeah. Never saw him. It if you haven't seen that and you're listening to this, go go Google that because it's, it's fascinating. And test it out on your friends because you can't yeah. do it now because you know it. But yeah. test it out on your family or friends and, and just watch their reaction because they won't believe you when you say, well, that gorilla was there. And it's going to be hard to you when you see it because of the, the situation where I, I knew it was there before I watched it. It's just hard for me to believe that you, it's hard for me to believe that you did not see that. Right. It's just, that's so crazy. And it's, I mean, it is, it's such a great picture of, 
of the way we are in many situations. We talked a while ago about getting down into the weeds. And, you know, I, I remember one time my son's truck, he had a he had a squeak in his suspension. And it was just, I cannot stand anything moving in a vehicle. If, if I flip 14 times, if I roll my vehicle 14 times, I don't want anything to move. <laughs> so everything's strapped down in its place in a bin or whatever. Anyway, and, and he is not exaggerating. He, and, and my son is not like that in any way. And, uh, but I heard a squeak in his suspension. I was, I mean, I spent days trying to figure out where is this squeak coming from. And I was hanging out the window while he was driving down the road listening for the squeak. And I took it to a, a body shop. We were getting something done with his tire or something. I said, hey, do you care to, you care to find that squeak in the suspension? And I came back later that day and he's like, oh, it wasn't your suspension. It was your bumper. <laughs> I was so focused on that suspension. Because you knew that's where it was. Because I knew that's where it was. And that is such an illustration mm. for how our daily walks are sometimes. And so this, yeah, I mean, your story was dead on. Just more examples of Well, and as, we as Christians, oftentimes we get, so, we get so focused on Jesus, which we rightfully should be focused on Jesus. But that focus on Jesus sometimes lets us miss the fact that when somebody else doesn't know Jesus— we focus so intently on him that we don't understand why they act the way they do. Right. But they don't have the same grounding we do. So right. you can't expect that. And I think that's an interesting way to look at that, too. Um, you know, clarity of mind is important, and, and Christ can help us with that. But I think, you know, I think it was a couple of weeks ago we talked about the quote from Martin Luther that he was going to be so busy that day that he was going to need to spend three hours in prayer mm. before the day mm -hmm. before he started his day. And I think when, when we spend time in prayer asking God to help us with that focus and, and making sure that we do have that wider view and that we're open to all the things around us, I think we're much more likely yeah, to and, be that and way. Prayer is man, it's so fundamental, and we can't stress this enough that you know, you, you hear people say, well, I do this for the church. I do this at the church. I, I go out and I talk to these people and I make these phone calls and send these texts to encourage people. But how long did you pray? Mm. You can get so caught up and you can get so focused that we just talked about on doing church and that you completely miss being part of the church. Yeah. And being is not doing anything. Uh that's right being is who you are it's it's your time in prayer it's and i say it's not doing it that is doing things but it that's what makes you who you are yeah you know you can you can be the church by doing things or you can be the church by focusing on jesus yep um yep. and what what his word says and let him prompt us to what we need to be doing rather than what we think we need to be doing we're may, much more likely to see those obstacles in our path or those opportunities in our path when we're focused on saying, Jesus, help me see them. Just stop and listen. Yep. You know, yep. how, how many times do we run over things in the road and we realize if I would have just been going a little bit slower, if I'd have been paying attention, I wouldn't have seen that. And that's, that's what prayer is. That's what quiet time with God is, is it's looking at the landscape of our day and saying, okay, God, help me navigate this. Yep, absolutely. Hey, if you haven't checked into being a Run for God coach, um, we actually have a special thing going on. Where if you use the code PODCAST, now don't get confused, you can use the code PODCAST to become a Run Club member. 
right. and get 30 days free. But if you want to become an instructor, and we're going to talk more about that after this break, if you use the code PODCAST and buying your coach's kit, you'll get an additional 20% off your coach's kit. Um, so it's already on sale right now, but man, what a that's an incredible deal on the coach's kit. Just use the, the code PODCAST. Listen to this commercial, and we'll talk a little bit more about it in a second. All right. If you've ever participated in any sport, you've probably met a great coach. Great coaches inspire us to do more than we ever thought possible. You can be the leader that helps others achieve things they never thought possible. You. Yes, you have the ability and the opportunity to be that person. All you need is a heart to help people and the ability to follow a plan. The Run for God 5K Challenge will come ready to help you inspire those around you. The step-by-step guide will direct you how to plan, pray, and train people both physically and spiritually. You can help them become more fit in their health and in their walk with Christ. Share your passion. Go to runforgod.com to find out how to inspire others to accomplish big things. So, Dean, you've taught several Run for God classes. Mm-hmm. Why should somebody become a coach? You should become a coach because, and you always say this, it'll change not only the lives of those around you, but your, but yourself. Um, we don't always do stuff to change ourselves, but, um, but that's an important byproduct of this whole thing that I think people miss oftentimes because they get so focused on, I don't know that I can do that. And there's so many people out there that think they can't do it. And, Yes, I come from a background my between the running knowledge that I have and the enjoyment of being a Sunday school teacher. It was really natural mm-hmm. for me to do this. And I realize that not everybody not everybody likes that. Not everybody loves to get up in front of people and talk. Not everybody loves um to talk about biblical things and and, th- and I get that. I get all of that. But we give them everything they need. We spent 10 years. Yeah. We had a meeting the other day with the gentleman in our office and we were talking about we've spent you, you can debate a lot of things that we do but that 5k challenge you can't yeah. because we spent 10 years fine-tuning that listening to what people have said and what they need and what they want and we've put it we've put everything into that program and yes you still have to get up in front of the class but that's a good thing but we give you all the tools you're not just out there on your own we give you all the tools to make this a successful class in your community. And just like you said, I don't know I don't know if I know any instructors or coaches out there who would say that it didn't change them. Yeah. In some way. You you learn to take the focus off my sport and we realize that it's way more fun and it's way more enjoyable and it's way more satisfying to watch others reach their goal and make that connection between endurance and faith. And to see that light bulb come on, it's it'll change you. Yeah, as a coach, it will. It will. It's awesome. And you know, one of the things that we we talk about a lot, we've got uh, we've got T-shirts that actually say it is, you know, the best things in life, the best things that happen in life happen outside our comfort zones. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those things. Your favorite verse. That's right. Joshua one nine. Joshua one nine. That's right. So we share something every week as to why running is so awesome and so this week here's why running is so awesome calories you get more of them you know you're going to get in trouble for this one. <laughs> you're going to get some emails on this one. <laughs> uh, 
a matter of fact, when you're a runner, you need more calories. Absolutely. Not only do you get to have more calories, but you need more of them. So um, you can be a little less guilt-ridden um, when you have to eat something that's not so good for you. Uh, you know, if you got to stop and get some ice cream. Um, I just had, we had a meeting yesterday and, you know, being, being a college coach, I occasionally have athletes that I'm trying to recruit from high school mm -hmm. in, and I had one in yesterday and I don't, her parents are there and she's there. And, uh, I don't know if this was a positive or a negative in the different people's mind, but one of the girls brought up, you know, every once in a while we do this really cool thing on our recovery weeks where we go for a milkshake run. Mm. And I was like. Yeah, I don't know if I shared that or not. But <laughs> so, so yeah, we take the girls every once in a while, and we will, on an easy day, we'll run to a place, the Burger Den, and we'll get a milkshake, and then we'll run back, and we'll get in about three miles, easy running, and we'll have a milkshake in between. But you keep it fun. We do keep it fun. Keep it fun. But I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ward off some of the emails you're going to get. You have to do this in moderation. Moderation. A yeah. 5K run does not wipe out two Big Mac meals from McDonald's. Shoot. It doesn't. It doesn't. That's one of the dangers of using food as a reward in the sport of running because our reward is many times way more than our accomplishment. And, uh, and then people say, I, I started running and I gained weight. Well, yeah, it's because you're eating a Big Mac meal after every time you run three miles because you deserve it. You <laughs> earned it. And That's a good point. You might deserve it, but you didn't earn it. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but to keep yourself fit and at a good level, you need more calories. So absolutely, yeah, no question. Yep, yep. Um, we always say don't don't start the five k challenge and go on a crash diet. It's that you're, not a good combination. That is true. Uh, so, do you have a favorite food? I I think we talked about this last week. I like tacos. That's right. Yeah, I, I love Mexican food, and my yeah. two sons hate it. And we actually went to a Mexican restaurant the other night, and they just rolled their eyes at me like, do you not know that we hate it? I'm like, yeah, I do, but I love it. So, so there's compromise here. So who's paying for it? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you buy mine, I'll go wherever you want to go. What's right. your favorite food? Pizza. Pizza. I love pizza. And, you know, this new diet, does pizza doesn't work. Really? Uh, That's right. Yeah, because yeah. there's, there's both dairy and usually I, I like my, – my wife really likes meat lovers type pizza. So, I do too. Uh, mm -hmm. And I do too. Um, I like pepperoni pizza. Of course, I like just a cheese pizza, too. But mm. I love pizza. It's my favorite. Um, I have not eaten much pizza in the last couple of months. Um, I'd Do you miss it? I'd say I've probably eaten it once. You know, I don't think about it. You don't crave it? I don't. Really? No. No. I'm not, I don't crave food in general. Really? I mean, in general, I'm just not a food craver. Mm. I eat the same thing every day. Um, it doesn't bother me. It's just, to me, eating is like pulling up to a gas station and sticking the pump in the side of your car. It's just a refueling process. Really? Yep. See, I'm such a food connoisseur. I, I, know. I love to cook. I, I love to smoke stuff. Yeah. Now, don't um, get me wrong. I like good food. I do, I do enjoy good-tasting food on yeah. occasion. But I, I, can, I can live without it and not, it not bother me. So. Hmm. Our motivational thought for the week Doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. Mm. And that comes from Susie Kassam, who's an Egyptian poet, interestingly. She's from Egypt. Um, and um, that is so true. We, we so don't want to try things because we're so scared of failing. Mm -hmm. We see this in the 5K Challenge all the time. We see people who 
that they're really, really reluctant to try it because they just don't think they can do it. Sure. And then they do it. And that is that doubt. There's so many people that doubt and they never do it. Um, well, and we talk about it a lot. I mean, the, the, the phrase, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're probably right. You know, doubt is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got a, a young lady on our high school cross-country team. Um, I don't, I'm not actually a coach. I just help out. Uh, but I was talking to her this weekend at the meet, and she was convinced she was going to have a bad race. And guess what happened? Yep. She had a bad race. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that's our biggest challenge. We've coached young people for years now. And I think that's pro- – I know it's my biggest challenge – is is getting their head around that they can do something because their default is I can't do that. Yeah. And it's always going to happen if they say that. If you and, and I've told Lane before, if you think you can't, don't say it. Because the minute those words come out of your mouth, you, you hear it and and that that it's yeah. going to happen that yeah. way. More times than not it's going to happen that way. And so so, you know, we talk about confidence and cockiness. It's okay to be a little bit cocky with yourself. Yeah. Say, yeah, I can do this. Yeah. I mean, it may be a long shot, but you're never going to hit that target if you're not aiming for it. And there's, there's so, so many cliches there. There are. Um, but, yeah, great quote. I, I'll tell you a good, uh, a good illustration, I think, of this is this week we had our Dalton State girls ran – in the morning early in the morning and then they had a really really tough workout the day before so we all went to take an ice bath afterwards and it's interesting the way these girls react to ice baths Mm -hmm. so you got some that just get in there and they just sit there for their 15 minutes and then they Mm -hmm. get out and it's like okay let me dry off and i'm fine and you got others who act like it is the hardest thing that you could ever do in your entire life Mm -hmm. it is so so bad and what's interesting about that is the ones that just get in and have no problems are the faster girls. Sure. Now, why do you think that is? Because Not they've accepted it. Them. They've accepted that it's going to be uncomfortable, and that's okay, the same way they do when they run. They've accepted the uncomfortableness. I, I don't know why this story just came up. I know we're running out of time, but I'll never forget several years back. We used to have a triathlon camp up on Fort Mountain and it was during spring break which so it's still cool outside and uh we were doing some open water swims in the lake and i I will never forget the story as long as i live some of our athletes were like you would have thought they had wetsuits on (laughs) and the the water was probably it was cold 50s 60s no it was colder than that well however cold it was it was about 50 i remember because i swam in it okay well Okay, take that aside. So, I mean, they were just like, you would have thought we were just child abusing these young people for putting them in there in a wetsuit, open water swimming. Never mind the fact that there are actually races where you swim in that cold of water. And I'll never forget some of the kids who um, who were in the camp, we were actually camping up there. And we had an RV at the time, and so we were staying up there. And some of the other parents had RVs, and so we were all up there. And this was like on the first weekend, and they were just freezing, couldn't believe we made them get into that water. And then like on Monday, there was kids out there with no shirt on, just like a bathing suit, yeah. playing in the same water. And it's because they had a different mindset. 
Yep. They were going there to have fun. They don't care how cold it is. Yep. I'm going out there and playing in the water. <laughs> but our kids were like, I cannot believe you're making us swim in this water. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know why I told that story. It's just a great illustration it of is. where your mind is and uh, yeah, how, how big of a role the mind plays in, in a lot of things we do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you're not a Run Club member, we hope that you'll join. We hope that the things that we talk about are encouraging to you and we're getting you off that couch and out the door and on your feet and running and doing all the things that it takes to keep you healthy. And we're encouraging you to do that. So we have so much stuff in the Run for God coffers that you can take advantage of. And some of that is is videos and some of that is Thursday nights. We have this live thing, Thursday yeah. nights, where – I, I take some running topic. Sometimes it's a Bible study. Sometimes it's a running topic. Sometimes we have a guest. Sometimes we don't. It's, it's all different stuff, but right. it's all designed around one thing, is encouraging you in your running journey mm-hmm. and your Christian journey. So right now, I don't, I don't know if you looked at this, we have over 130 videos really? online that our run club folks have access to. Wow. 130 different videos. And so, uh, and some of those are as long as this one. And so it's, um, that's a lot of videos. That's a yeah, lot of material. And you know, we're, we're talking about this because, partly because we had a meeting this past week and we were talking to the gentleman and he didn't really understand the value of Run Club. And then when we started telling him what all's in there and that, you know, people have access to you, you mm-hmm. know, they can send you an email. I'm sure if they said, hey, Dean, will you give me a call? You'll. You'll pick up the phone and call them. I have. Uh, you've got how many years of running experience? A bunch. A bunch. Over 40. Way more than my age. and uh, <laughs> But they have access to all that knowledge. They can pick up the phone. You can talk. Uh, you've got all these videos. There's you got the gear. We just talked about the gear at the beginning of the podcast. There's all kind of things that as a Run Club member you get. But the most important thing is you're supporting a ministry, we say this all the time, that wakes up every morning trying to figure out how we can share the gospel through the sport of running. Yep. It's a win-win. It's 27 cents a day, and we want you to join. We Absolutely. want to be the largest running club in the world. Absolutely. So give us feedback. Let us know how we're doing. Go out there and make sure that you're subscribed to the YouTube channel so that you can get these videos. Make sure that you're, you've are you checked that notification so you know when the new one comes out. You don't have to... But you'll get an email that will also remind you. Uh, that's another thing that you get emails, you get text messages, you get all sorts of things. But make sure that you're subscribed to all those things and a part of it so that you can enjoy all of those different things. Um, now, may God bless every step of every run. Go out there and shine your light. Good job, Dean. For more information about the Run for God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.